the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Welcome to episode 47 of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. I'm John Taylor, and I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world because I have extraordinary friends like my co-host, comedian, keto cuisine, chef, creative collaborator, confidant, and my conscience. Oh, and she's a realtor. Ask about her listings. My friend, the fabulous Shankar. Next, a guy who is socially distant, yet totally connected to our community on so many levels. He's the founder and president of the soon-to-be-rebranded Gay Desert Guide. More on that coming up. My friend for more than 25 years, Brad Fur. Oh, my God. It's been that long. Since nursery school. (laughs) Next, he cuts through the crap of misinformation, distraction, and obfuscation peddled by politics, pundits, and PR. He's an editor and publisher of CVIndependent.com. His job is to get to the truth. Someone we all depend on as essential personnel, a journalist, my friend Jimmy Bogle. Hey, everybody. Jimmy, good morning. Good day. Good afternoon. Good evening. And finally, my podcast Pal with a wall full of degrees, physician at Kaiser Permanente, specializing in gay, lesbian, and transgender health issues, a Best of the Valley Ultimate Pride List winner, as polled by the readers of the Desert Sun, and my friend, according to Facebook, fact check that, Dr. Laura Rush. Hey, Laura. Hey, nice. Good evening. Nice fact check reference, dude. Yeah. Topical. I know. Goddamn president. As we speak, there's going to be some sort of uh, presidential decree on on the uh, you know the the. I bet it doesn't happen. Oh. Nope. It's it is. There's actually drafts of it already circulating. He's basically going to cut down on right now. If you go to any social media and you make a comment or whatever, social media say we have no liability over this. This we're we're merely a, a publishing platform. He's actually trying to make it so they might have liability for what's published, which is really ironic if you think about it. At least that's what we know as of the early taping of this show. It actually hasn't been released yet, so who knows what's going to come out, but there is one coming. They need to boot him off. They need to treat him like they treat everybody else. This is abuse of power. It really is. There's just, you know, fact-checking is not censorship, period. He's going, you know what, if he doesn't like what they're doing, then hire an editor and a fact-checker to put you know for your tweet before he puts it out even better get a blog you know <clears throat> get off the platform and all of your millions of, of of followers will follow you over to your blog but just get the hell off of twitter and leave that he already he already account. has a blog foxnews.com yeah no doubt. Oh, let me ask you, as a as an internet uh, content creator, Brad, have you yes. been fact checked by by you know anybody? You know, you know I'm, readers. I'm, I know you I'll, would. I'll, yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get comments back, and I'll I'll tell you one uh, one mistake that I made. It wasn't really a fact per se, but in my um, Monday newsletter, which we just we've been putting out two a week now. Um, I made the mistake of saying happy Memorial Day and happy in front of Memorial Day is just not appropriate. So yeah. it just was something that kind of rolled off like, you know, happy Merry Christmas and happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're celebrating a holiday weekend. And someone called me on that. And and I responded back and said, yeah, that's definitely a mistake. And I need not to do that again. Yes. And yeah. in, in the ink stained fingers world of Jimmy Bogle, you have something that's called a retraction. Have you ever had to do one? 
Yes. Um, you know, not, not a lot of retractions, but, um, you know, uh, mistakes happen. We're human. Um, you know, I actually put in one of the Daily Digests the wrong date for the uh, town hall that was held earlier today uh, by the city of Palm Springs um, regarding all the regulations on businesses. I put it was going to be uh, June 28th instead of, of May 28th. But one thing that is actually interesting that has happened in the journalism world before we uh, get to um, Dr. Laura Rush is uh, – I've seen a couple of my journalism colleagues do Facebook posts on false things going around, you know, scams or things like that. And because it has a picture of the scam or something in it, Facebook has labeled their post false. Yes. Which is a mistake because their automatic algorithms catch it and say, oh, this is false, even though what they're reporting is about something that is false. So oh, I see. There's, there's definitely some kinks in the system that are that need to be worked out. And. A lot of work that needs to be done on it, but uh, there are a lot. yeah, a friend of mine, uh, our friend Christine, got um, was in Facebook jail for a couple of days for yeah. posting something. Essentially, was like a snapshot of something that was forbidden by Facebook, yeah. and she was just discussing it and got she herself got put in a Facebook jail. So it is. I've done it. I've been in jail. I when Michelle Bachman was at the fair and she was deep throating that big hot dog. <laughs> It was a friend of mine who took the picture. So I got it like before it hit and I posted it and I was off of Facebook for seven days and it was just a picture of her eating a hot dog, but I meant malice, yeah. you know, seven days. Wow. Seven a day. That was a long time ago too. I also, I've, I've been in jail twice, so it happens. I have yet to be reprimanded by Facebook, but uh, I guess that that's a good thing. But I, I try to be cautious about what I'm saying, and I guess that goes back to my old journalism days for, you know, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy your all of your posts. I do too. Um, you know, you want to go to GayDesertGuy.com, get on the mailing list for all of the updates that Brad gives you. Of course, CVIndependent.com, Jimmy Bogle's Digest is invaluable. L.A. Rush on uh, Facebook is Dr. Laura Rush. It's good, solid information, but sometimes you cleanse our palates with puppy pictures and fun. <laughs> sometimes I, I need a break from from the madness. You know, for for a while I was putting a lot of charts and stuff up there for what was happening with COVID, but uh, the Desert Sun finally caught up and started publishing the same information that I was putting up there. So I'm like, well, this is just redundant. So I'd put a couple of links up there and, and they are doing actually a really good job of publishing some excellent charts and keeping on top of the data. So I was like, I'm just gonna defer to them and not reinvent the wheel or, or reproduce it. So they've got a lot of great information. They got a lot more people up there to put the data. So it's there, so for people looking for the updates on the numbers of, of COVID and who has COVID and who's recovered, the deaths and what cities are, are seeing more, a bigger rise in it. Desert Sun has a, has a great page covering all that information. So that's so what why does, not coming to mind. What does Dr. Rush know that the Desert Sun isn't telling us? We got you live, right? So tell us a little bit about what's happening for you. You know, the, the bigger concern that, that we're seeing, and I'm getting a lot of questions too, is the validity and the, the sensitivity of the COVID tests. And that's what yeah. people are really concerned about right now. Um, the sheer number of false negatives. So people coming in with symptoms, getting tested, getting retested, still, still negative, still not sure what they have. And are they in fact spreading it and somebody else, you know, that they're coming in contact with and testing positive. Um, so it's giving a false sense of security by saying, you know, you have symptoms 
and then you test negative uh, on, a, on tests that aren't 100% reliable. There are really few tests that are out there, especially for viruses that have a high sensitivity, meaning that you know they can detect with um, certain certainty that there is a presence of a disease. So it's not uncommon that the test, it's not uncommon that the test is this unregular, you know. They're seeing anywhere between 20% um, and 50% of false negative rates, depending wow. on the test. So it, that's, that's a concern. And then when you're looking at the antibody testing, which is also not giving us some great results either. And there are several that are out there that they're using, but right now those should be using more for, for clinical studies and, you know, for people that want to get enrolled in, um, in plasma. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Purposes like that on treatment, not so much to give you a, a sense of like, hey, I have antibodies I could go out into the world and be safe. You know, I've said it several times. We don't know how long antibodies are, are conferring immunity to COVID. It could be a couple of days, could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months. We don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. What are your so thoughts? The tests are giving people a false sense of security, and I think that's why we still need to be using a lot of caution. What are your thoughts after the holiday weekend and seeing what we saw? Where? What's, what, what are your predictions as to what is going to occur and when that occurs? You know, typically we see between two and 14 days yep. is sort of that incubation period for the virus. So if we're going to see a spike, we'll see it within two weeks, typically. Um, at least that's what I'm anticipating. That's when we'll see it. I'm hoping we don't see a big spike. But don't you and assume we will? I, we'll see a spike. I'm sure we will. I'm hoping it's not going to be a huge spike. Uh, the, right now, the number of, of deaths is going down. The hospitalizations is going down. The people in the ICU is going down. So those are, those are all good positive signs. The certain states, you know, ones we were really worried about, New York, the number of cases there are really going down, but we're seeing yeah. increases in the Midwest. Yeah. So, Imperial County, we're having a huge spike in Imperial County yeah. because there's a spike in northern Mexico, and it isn't necessarily Imperial County that's a problem. It's the, the hospitals in Mexico are being overwhelmed, and so the American citizens, a lot of them live in northern Mexico, they're coming back into the United States for treatment, and mm -hmm. as a result, Riverside County put out a press release yesterday. How many, like, a, like 20 or some patients, I believe, were transferred from Imperial County to Riverside County hospitals. So yeah, there are still- across the border to get healthcare, yeah. yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, um, Dr. Rush. Uh, one thing I wanna point out, because we saw so many images from Memorial Day of, you know, the, the was it in the Ozarks, that big party that went Lake viral, of the Ozarks. swimming around and pictures of patios, I'm gonna call them out from El Patron where they're definitely not doing uh, six uh, feet of social distancing on their patio, even though I love their shrimp tacos, I'm sorry. Um, from what I've seen, from what the polls are showing, from what the stats are showing, and I wanna see if you're, this is what you're seeing on the ground. This is a minority. The bulk of people are still trying to social distance, staying at home. So these are getting, I think, in some ways, blown out of proportion. Yes, it's horrifying to see and it's stupid, but am I wrong about that? If from what you're seeing and the patients you're talking to, these, this is a minority of people who are acting most like people idiots. Are, are doing the right thing. I mean, you, you know, shocking news sells. So it's so people are gonna say, hey, you know, look what's out there, look what these people are doing and they're gonna make everybody sick and they're gonna make everybody crazy. Um, but most of the people that I know are, are staying home, they're still concerned. 
they're, they're still like, hey, I'm, I'm still immune compromised or I'm still an at-risk group. I don't want to be out there just yet. Yeah. You know, I, I go to the grocery store and I still see people doing the right thing. They're wearing masks. They're giving each other a lot of room yeah. in yeah. the aisles. So they're doing the right thing. I, I see it in, in younger people that are tend to be out partying. Uh, just this past weekend, actually two weeks in a row, I've had to call the police twice on houses that are short-term rentals right in my neighborhood for having large, loud parties with way, way more than 10 people in the pool. And, you know, it, it was the noise that gets me, you know, that wakes me up 11, 12 o'clock at night, loud parties. But when I look over the hedges and I see, you know, 30 people in a pool, I'm like, oh, hell no. Do you have you any idea what the You become the coronavirus uh, Gladys, Gladys Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Do you have any idea? <laughs> Dr. Rush, do you have any idea the outcome of that? Do they report back to you whether that those people were fined, uh, whether any like, citations are issued? They, I know they have been because I know uh, the first time I reported it, within a, a couple of days I got this giant Hillshire Farms gift basket sent to me from the owner of one of the properties. And I think he sent one to everybody in the neighborhood apologizing for the loud noise. So okay. I, I know that they... Uh, that it was, it did get back to them very, very quickly. Unfortunately, it was the same household again this past weekend. So I, I don't know. I don't think it was the same people. I just think that he's been renting out. And but, I'm surprised. There's a, two, thought, there's a two strike rule in Palm Springs. So is that, it two or three? It's two. I think it's two. Isn't it, Jimmy? Does that with vacation happen? rentals? With I'm vacation sure. rentals, I believe but, if you get two citations, you lose your license. But I'm not even sure if that applies right now because vacation rentals, both on a state level and a city level in the city of Palm Springs, are not allowed right now unless it's for essential personnel or domestic right. violence victims or whatever. Right. They are but not they... allowed right now. So this is this is well above and beyond that. This is yeah. this is just bad. Well, and the actual unless strike it's a bunch comes... of essential workers getting together. Even then, that's not allowed. Yeah, out. these are not essential workers. These are, no. you know, when I walk the dog around the neighborhood and I see all the cars in their driveway and a lot of them are from out of the area, it's it's not. And there were young people in their 20s, you know, partying, and that's fine. But I was under the impression that we were still not allowed to be we're having, not. yeah, these short-term rentals. And we're not. Typically, those people would be essential partiers for us to keep on, keep our industry going. But right now... Just no room for it. Like I said, it's you know they were 25 feet away from me over a hedge and loud music, and I was like, I don't a need the exposure or the loud noise. So mm -hmm. you know, I hate to be like the, the cranky old lady who's like, hey, you kids, you know, yeah, but get off my lawn. That's really not the point. You know, it's yeah. it's and even in our little condo association here, we had people coming in from Los Angeles, and I think I told you Seattle a uh, number of weeks ago, and this was literally at its peak. And uh, our condo board president rented out or gave his place to friends from Seattle who flew in. And, you know, that may not be illegal to let friends use it. But in the spirit of what's going on, I thought it was a, a really bad violation. Well, we have a restaurant in town that got a thousand dollar fine as well, right? Yeah, Tropical. But then again, we're having removed. a sign that says we don't patrol masks. No, actually, no. They, they, what was they it? Got, no, they got fined. They got fined. Gosh, I but, hate getting into this because I think for the guy who ate out. Well, we don't have to talk about it for the oh, staff member who was eating, right? 
was a family member that was eating there or a family yes that was yes there? uh it was yeah. it was as they were closing a family member had sat down on their rather expensive patio someone reported it the city came and gave him a ticket it technically was a violation most definitely was they shouldn't but have probably had a non-employee sitting on their patio but it was also one of those things that was completely blown out of proportion. Yeah. The sign thing came along later. I'm going to say this. I've known, and you can leave this in or take it out if you want. I've known the owners of Tropical to be very active, involved members of this community. They give to so many good causes. Yes. Um, all this stuff going on around about them. Yes, that sign that was put up and was removed was ill-advised. But come on, people, look at the context here. This is a couple that has been such a great member of the community in so many ways. They don't advertise as much as I think they should, Brad, but uh, yeah, um, I would agree on that. We need yeah. to calm down here and we need to look at things in the proper context. And if yeah. you don't want to go there because you were offended by their sign, that's fine. But everyone needs to calm down and yeah, chill. Agreed. agreed. Just you know stay safe and you know, when it, when it's appropriate, you know, I, I believe me, I struggled with do I report them or not, but I was like, this is at this point, it's dangerous. That's dangerous for me. I'm so close. And they're also keeping me awake. But yes. well, if it was in the middle of a pandemic just, still. Hello. Yeah. And if it wasn't a pandemic, it would still be illegal to have yes. that many people in a pool and having loud noise at that time After of the night. 10. So literally that's a that's a three strike rule and i hope you well, report yeah that. i thought it was a three strikes and then they can't no. they can't rent for two years or something like that i think it's only two but wait whatever it is i hope they are uh, i hope they're fine well living where i live i i am actually missing being kept up at night by the noise <laughs> the, the <laughs> i silence. bet you are yeah just the quiet keeps me obviously it's gonna take a while before you know all of this starts opening up but uh but it is eerily quiet in my we'll, we'll have to keep like i said be being safe and and approaching gently you know i, I was yeah. in town this past weekend i went into a, a couple shops to do my you know, do some business and, and give some business I haven't been to a restaurant at all yet. You know, I've actually started cooking, which for me is a, uh, a huge milestone. <laughs> so I don't like to cook because I don't like to do dishes more specifically. Right. But, uh, they fired up the grill. I'll make the grill as easy to clean. So that's, I've been grilling a lot. That's, um, a, that's lesbian cooking, fire and danger. <laughs> that's what I've been doing too. So it is lesbian cooking, clearly. It's like a campfire. I made fruit on the barbecue over my oatmeal. It's so amazing. Barbecue you know what I got fruit? coming though. I've, I've got I've got hundred oysters and clams coming from Cape Cod that they should be arriving tomorrow. Oh, Do you like I love clams the clams and oysters. So there we go. I like clams, but oysters. <laughs> Good luck, I'm I'm, I'm the still there. I, I've been missing good oysters. Oh, I grew up um, summers on Cape Cod. No, yeah. I've shucked okay. enough clams that I have scars. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're coming from very dear friends of mine in Wellfleet. So oh, they, nice. So nice. Wellfleet oysters Good are going to get pulled and shipped immediately. So I'm, wow. I'm excited. All right. So we're kind of coming up to the end of this segment. I want to know if there was something that was on your mind that you wanted to share with us today. A little something you know that we don't know. We'd love to hear it. Nothing that I don't know uh, that I know that you don't know, but I'm just, you know, if you can, I'm still encouraging people to get tested now so we can still kind of see where you know, we were seeing these cases. So if you haven't been tested yet, go ahead and get tested. It's ubiquitous. You can go everywhere to get tested right now. Okay. Um, but stay safe. 
and uh, don't rely on the antibody testing just yet. Uh, again, if you're going to get tested, you can get tested for COVID. You don't need to be getting tested for antibodies just yet. Okay. So, and then, you know, if you go out this weekend, it's the same thing. Use caution, still practice safe distancing. And, like and I wear said, a glove on the slot machine when you're pulling the slot We're machine. into June. I would stay the hell out of a casino. No doubt. You know, you just, even when, without a pandemic, they're, they're not right. clean places. And I, I love Las Vegas. So, you know, that's uh, just, I would stay the hell 4th. out of a casino for a while. Las Vegas will be reopening June 4th. Yep. Slowly and cautiously. Yep. Crazy. Don't eat at the buffets ever. They <laughs> ever again. No, 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 no. I, you and I are going to have to have a discussion about that. I've eaten at, uh, at many, many buffets. And if anything, it's might have strengthened my immune system. But you and I will have a chat <laughs> offline on buffets. I think they're ready for a comeback in a year or two. Trust me. My, oh, my God. Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Laura, yeah, thank you so much. For being you guys on, have you know, a good weekend. Podcast. Have a good weekend, you guys. Thank you. We definitely Thank will. You so Thanks, much. Laura. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Jimmy. So we are all hanging on your email every single day. It's just chock full of smarty pants. So tell us some of the favorite little nuggets that you've uncovered in the last few days. Honestly, there have been a lot of things I haven't really liked over the last couple of days that have happened. The most notable one, um, and I'm really offended that they haven't responded to my emails yet. Um, NBC Palm Springs actually ran a piece yeah. about um, that was actually a prepackaged piece. They were one of at least 11 stations, according to another publication that we linked to, that ran this piece um, that was basically a prepackaged segment from Amazon talking about how... Yeah. They've taken all these safety measures yeah. to protect their employees and that they've, you know, h hired so many different people and are paying them more. And there's yeah. some truth to that. But what they didn't disclose was that wasn't their own reporting. It wasn't even journalism. It was actually a puff piece that Amazon put out in advance of their shareholders meeting, which was yesterday, where yeah. some upset shareholders wanted to talk about the fact that at least eight Amazon employees have died nationwide. So we put that in our daily digest and trying to explain, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you running? I understand it's hard, especially over a holiday weekend, to fill news segments. But picking however long it was, I believe it was a little bit more than a 90-second segment um, if they ran the whole thing. Why are you doing that? It's not accurate. It's not journalism. And it's actually harmful and offensive when you consider that people are dying there. You know, well, and not like that Amazon necessarily. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The whole country, only eight stations fell for it. Eleven. This this publication oh. that we linked to knew of eleven publications that ran it. Now wow. it's possible that in some small town that wasn't picked up by whatever um, digest system didn't do it, but they knew of eleven, and NBC Palm Springs was one of them. And I think they have some explaining to do to our community on why they're running. Yeah damaging stuff like that yeah. so um but otherwise um the other big news is our june print edition oh, yay. Yay. And, as, and as things open um more and more you can get this in more and more places um this is actually the uh story we published a couple weeks ago about the stories that several local delivery drivers for yeah. the various delivery apps 
um, have been going through. Uh, for oh. some, it's been a good experience. For some, back when restaurants weren't open, you know, um, one of the women that was driving for one of the services, she's got a kidney issue and she couldn't use a lot of restaurant bathrooms and was afraid about sanitation. And then um, another one of the drivers, he happens to be a Filipino American and he's been getting a lot of, as he put it, side eye from people. Yeah, as a result of um, some sentiments that may or may not have been drummed up by certain members of the National Executive Party yeah. about the origins of this virus. So um, that's our cover piece, um, and uh, it's on newsstands across the valley, more of them now, because we're reopening Good. again, which is nice, um, and it will be out pretty much throughout the valley by the end of the week. Awesome. Where's, where's my ad, Jimmy? Where's my ad? <laughs> oh, well, you act, we actually have two. There's this one right here with these fans, these very handsome and lovely oh, people. Oh, look at we're oh, in gosh. there. Oh, my God. And then there is, we're in the newspaper. And then there is this one about a certain rebrand that Brad may be talking about here. Soon. We're unleashing it to the world today. Well, Great. that's the perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to interrupt if Jimmy had anything else. With that, Jimmy, anything else we should know about? Subscribe to the Daily Digest. Pick up the print edition. Support our advertisers. It's amazing. I do. Yeah, it really Thank is. You, you go to cvindependent.com is where you find uh, the click here to subscribe for that, and it comes to your email box. And you, you, you're pretty serious on most of the stuff because you're a journalist, but you throw in a, a little palate cleansing humor and whimsy and goofy in there, which really helps. Because you can Thank actually you. scroll past serious to get to weird. Except for yesterday. <laughs> I was just mad yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, I was I mad after reading it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. But, yeah. Good. Thank you, Jimmy. Brad, what you got? Well, so, the yes, we are doing a complete, complete rebrand and a redo of uh, GayDesertGuide.com. That is launching today, Thursday, May the 28th. God willing, and the creeks don't rise, as they used to say. Uh, and we have no creeks here, and so I'm hoping that everything will come together for our launch and rebrand today. You know, I just took this time while we were in lockdown and, uh, you know, traffic was down a little bit. I took time to kind of rethink. It had been seven-plus years since we created the, uh, the old Gay Desert Guide logo. It had the whimsy and the feel of the 1960s and mid-century feel to it. And I just thought it was time to uh, kind of update things a little bit. So as you can see over my shoulder, uh, we've yeah, got a, uh, a round logo, a little sun in the corner, and, uh, and Gay Desert Guide, and then our little sunglasses, which are all over the new car. Our Tory Nissan Leaf um, has also been uh, completely rebranded and redone. And so oh. I'll be driving that around town shortly. And I can't wait to see it. it. And now um, you have more. And now you have more range with your Nissan Leaf, right? Yeah, another extra hundred miles with the with the new Leaf. So the website, um, we've you know we've speeded things up. Um, we changed the name of Nightlife to uh, Gay Desert Guide After Dark. Um, and Bye. once Nightlife can reopen and we can have Happy Hour Finder again, we'll uh, reintroduce that back into the site. But yeah, when you get our email newsletter uh, and you see this completely different logo. Don't think it's something that, uh, that you know, you've never seen before. It just happens to be um, our rebrand and, and kind of a refresh. And, uh, and you know, for our advertisers, um, given the, the severity of what this has done to the, the business community here, we've actually lowered our prices and been giving okay. three months of advertising 
to our clients. And, you know, I've been, Jimmy and I have both been decimated by this from an advertiser standpoint. Yeah. Um, I think I've lost around 80% of my, uh, of my, my revenue. All the events are gone. Um, yep. You know, bars, restaurants, all that shopping, most of that all went away. So some essential services continued on with us and we'll be slowly rebuilding that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm pleased that, you know, I got paycheck protection for my team so I could keep my team employed during the rebrand. Um, and I also got the, the 10,000, which was really nice. And it allowed me to, again, keep everybody on, on the team and, and continue to move forward and even do things like this, right? The podcast, it costs us money to do the podcast every week. And, and so we're continuing to do all these things. And seeing it as an investment in our future, and Jimmy and I, I think, both believe that um, this was not the time to take a back seat and not a time to, to step back. And Agreed. Both of us, you know, both of us just went, and not even, like, we didn't really, we talked about it a little bit, but really down parallel paths, we just went full guns and just said, you know, this is what we need to do during this time. Um, you know, I pivoted yeah. and did two newsletters a week. We did our Monday coronavirus little update, and that went out as a newsletter, as well as our Thursday after the podcast, uh, what's happening this weekend. Great. And then Jimmy created that great newsletter. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, any that idea how long that's going to continue? Yeah, how long are you going to strap that to your back? Well, we're, you know, we're going to definitely give it a couple more weeks, and then um, I'm probably going to do some sort of a poll um, because there's two issues. Number one is how often do we do the newsletter? Um, it'll keep going in some form, yeah. um, whether it's five or six days a week, I don't know yet. Um, but the other issue is this has been really, really strictly with some minor exceptions here and there focused on the pandemic and the everything that's resulted from that. Yeah. As some sense of normalcy hopefully returns, you know, when, what, what else do we start introducing into this, um, thing does it become a general news roundup so um we're a couple weeks away from having those conversations but we'll continue on because the um the feedback like i said has has been amazing um you know one thing that i've been really heartened by brad talked about the paycheck protection act and um i didn't apply for that because you know we've only got one employee um in addition to myself there's there's two employees if you count me and the paycheck protection act didn't address freelancers and most of the people that write for the independent are actually freelancers so i did get a small um two thousand dollar uh disaster loan slash grant um and i got five thousand dollars from facebook um it hasn't been announced publicly yet although it can be announced publicly yet i just haven't put it out we're also getting a five thousand dollar grant from google of all places i'm sorry it's not a grant it is a it is a they're 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 giving us five thousand dollars from their fund i can't call it a grant um and um and but i've also gotten a lot of reader support as well you know readers who have said sent me 25 bucks 10 bucks 100 dollars, and that's been really heartening to see from the community because they value what we do and they want to help fund it and help keep it going and that's been i think the most gratifying thing from me and i think brad will agree is the response that we've gotten from our readers from our viewers from our listeners Mm -hmm. and you've earned it it's been it's been amazing it's been so amazing you've earned it so to take things back to a super superficial level brad with the new nissan and the extra hundred miles how far away from home can you trick now (laughs) (laughs) no no, i want an answer 
Uh, let's see, at least a hundred miles. If I didn't have to, if I couldn't charge at their place, I could yes. go at least a hundred miles each way. Okay, well, to, good. That, LA and back. The things we do to expand our opportunities. As so, if there are any eligible bachelors in Barstow, you know how to get a hold of Brad now. That's right. Barstow's further than a hundred miles, isn't it? Uh, it's close. It's you about halfway. Get a tailwind downhill. You, you could make it in the Nissan Leaf. All right, so we're we are are we are in um, like phase two of the opening? And phase two and a half because yeah. we moved on. Yeah. Like some counties aren't even fully in phase two yet. Barber shops and salons are phase three, so we're yeah two point seven with a dash of three. All right, yeah. what about what about bars and hotels? Three, three. They're deeper Full into three. Full three. Yes, but I think it's important to note that, that the classifications that were developed on the flyer are starting to kind of fall apart. Yeah. Um, so technically, uh, bars bars and hotels are in stage three. However, right now in stage two, restaurants are allowed to open, and there's actually a section in there that says that bars can open if they have someone serving legitimate food. In other words, not you know, oh, pretzels and, and the party mix if they have legitimate food. So I have- Does that mean bringing a caterer in or what, if they're not a- According to my reading of these guidelines, it is possible that if, if a place is serving legitimate food and they're basically making that, you know, be a fairly big requirement and a fairly big part of their business, they can reopen. So okay. I have a hunch we may be starting to see some of that here soon, but bars will be with some pretty severe restrictions in stage three whenever we move on to that. Okay. But again, it's possible that other parts of stage three may come online before bars. Um, Newsom hasn't talked about bars yet, but yesterday he said that next week, guidance on gyms will be coming out. And usually when the guidance comes out, the opening is allowed here soon. So it's oh going to be a little while longer for bars, but there are certain loopholes and everything that um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Up. You know, a good example, and, and I'm not to consider this a loophole, but because they serve food, V Wine Lounge has been open throughout this, um, yeah. doing takeout and delivery, and they remain open as well. So yeah, there are ways inside. for more places to start opening if they so choose, and I think we'll be seeing that here soon. So Black the other one's been open. Uh, Black yeah, Book Black. is back and people are excited about that. But I think Black yes. Book's only doing carryout, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes, they have yeah. the Black Book Bodega where Bodegas. you can go and get yeah. Black Book Bodega. Bodega. It's got their yeah, it's really it's actually pretty cool. Um also oh, yeah. with the wine lounges, um, we've got Fay uh, wine lounge in or La Fay in Palm Desert, which serves food, straight up pinatas. Um V and then Boucher is opening their uh, PS Air um, this weekend, and that's I like still haven't been in there. Oh, so we got to cool. get you in there. God, I want to see it. Yeah, the last beautiful. was that the last actual DBA mixer before things, or was there one other yeah, one? Yeah, I know. So I the last or the la next to last DBA mixer was at PS Air inside Boucher. Um, of course, the DBA is going on doing virtual mixers. Whether mm -hmm. the next one is going to be on Monday, find those on the DBA Facebook page so you can sign up. But oh. um, back to back to PS Air, it's it's a it's such a cool retro. You know, it's the closest it, you'll actually get to for most of us to getting on a plane in a while if we go there. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yes. It's yep. the interior of a plane. When you, when you talk about the uh, the bars opening back up, they've been doing some re reports of what's going on in South Beach. Yeah, uh, and they've they you know they have Lincoln Road, which is a, a pedestrian mall, and yeah. 
they've basically expanded across yes. into the middle of it with you know very tall high tops that are distanced and partitioned. Um, I've heard people say, "God, we should just stop you know close off traffic on arenas altogether." And I thought they were meeting about that. They are. Did they not? Oh, they are. I, I haven't. I would I haven't, love Brad, that. Brad's, Brad's better probably to speak to this, but I do know that the city has basically said that as of right now, the state has given guidance that restaurants can do this, but they haven't specifically said bars. Correct. But just to the sidewalks, not to the street, right? Nope. They are actually saying to the street, the city of Palm Springs will allow that. Yeah. Wow, I um, want it. I want to want to have arenas as a little block party all the time. Well, they're not saying that arenas would be completely closed off, but the parking oh. spaces where arenas has parking. Oh, I see. It could, it could be allowed into that area. They're not. Okay. They haven't. They haven't gone to the to the point yet. I know there's been discussions about that. Um, yeah, I'd love fact, that. As contemporaneously as we're doing our podcast today. The city of Palm Springs has had a webinar happening with uh, Jeff Coors and Brian Reyes and Dave Reddy and Jeff Ballinger, the city attorney, to talk about the reopening of restaurants and retail businesses. So more will be revealed because the city will answer specific questions about what's allowed and what's not allowed. And so we're looking very specifically at Palm Springs. Now we also have to go and move over to Cathedral City where there's also... Uh, a large yeah. group of bars and restaurants and CCBC, for example, um, <laughs> and they've all been impacted. So, you know, how will Cathedral City address this? They they kind of have everything except for the barracks. A lot of their bars are pretty much in that uh, area yeah. by the Mary Pickford Theater. Yeah. Um, and so, how could how could they how may how might they be creative about opening up there as well? A lot of it's going to depend on the state, too, because this is involving yeah. alcohol, and alcohol is a state thing. Yeah. And the, one, the important thing, you know, I will, and I have to give the, 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 um, the state folks credit, you know, allowing takeout liquor and doing a lot of things that have really helped keep restaurants going. But as of now, from what I understand, this, the, the state has given the go-ahead for restaurants that serve alcohol to have extension of premises. And I do know that I, I saw on uh, one point that I know that the at least the city of Palm Springs is working with the state to try to get that to apply to bars as well. But yeah. we'll see what happens. But watch watch the watch Gay Desert Guide and watch the Daily Digest and CV Independent because obviously as things develop and there there's stuff developing every day. I think we had yeah. 19 news links yesterday and there was still stuff we left out. Um it, you know it, we'll we'll be reporting on it. Good. All right. Well, we appreciate you on the beat all the time and sifting through the BS for the gems so that I don't have to read every weird ass press release that comes out. I appreciate it. Patrick Gallino is joining us. He is the LGBT ambassador for Stoli Brands U.S., a columnist for Gloss Magazine and a board member at Richmond Ermet Aid Foundation in San Francisco. We welcome you to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Patrick. Obrigado. Thank you. Ah, have you been to Rio? Yes, as a matter of fact, um, one of a couple of intended um, birthday trips. Yesterday was was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Brazil, and somehow you know we have so many parallel parallel universes out there. But in this universe, I ended up at the fabulous resort casa of Shamkar for my. Oh. <laughs> I cannot compete with Rio, for God's sakes. I have to tell you honestly, when when I reflect back 
on my life and the many things that I've done and where I would have been on this milestone birthday with a big goose egg zero, it all makes sense to me now. It all makes sense. Aww. Else I would have rather have been than here in lovely Palm Springs. That's, that's what happens when you turn 30. <laughs> right. It was inevitable. It's that gravitational pull. Yes. We'll go with that. <laughs> Welcome to Palm Springs where 50 still makes you chicken, but I have yeah. learned it doesn't last for long. I've known Patrick for oh, 10 or 15 years or something, a long time. Yeah, it was actually 2008. And okay. here I took my very first Atlantis cruises. I did two of them. This is something that one of the reasons why being with you and Shan on my birthday is even more magical because we're in a very transitional time, aren't we, right now? Yeah. And that time in my life was incredibly transitional when I was going about to go into a very powerful period of my life. And it was important for me to reflect. And a big part of my earlier life was working on cruise ships. And my experience was, and this was back in like 90, 91, 92, I was a dancer, a crew staff, and I was the only truly openly gay person I knew in the cruise industry. There was a smattering of a couple of dancers who were in the closet, but they were actually fighting me don't be too gay. And I went through that time of loving, being a happy dancing kid on the open seas, proud as could be. But I would get those comment cards read to me every now and then that would say, the cruise director saying, Patrick Alano is too effeminate. The choreographer would say, can't you dance a little more macho? And those things kind of dig at you. And when I finally left the cruise industry, it was because of homophobia. It's the only job I've technically ever been fired for because I would not back down on my pride. Mm. So fast forward years later, and I was going through that little phase in my life in San Francisco where I finally started working out. I'm like, I'm going to be a little cute club kid, um, discovering that new part of my life. And the Atlantis cruise here, when I met Shan, was kind of the end of that little chapter where I still looked great. I could put on my little white short shorts and little wings that were broken at the end of every night with Shan. <laughs> remember I thought you were talking to me on stage I was but my experience on the ship was I did everything dressed up for all the parties I saw Shan I saw her sitting you know at the bar watching typing typing and she was this little like fit fairy genie throughout the thread of this story and what happened to me at the end of both cruises on the last party I would go off by myself to the top deck and just watch all these people and had this transcendent experience realizing, you know, any one of us who stood up and was brave when they were told they were too gay and kept going, any one of us who's still alive today, who was proud and maybe lost a job or faced adversity, when you look out at a room full of people celebrating together proudly without fear of repercussion, that is a gift mm. of our Bible and our pride. And that was the experience for me, tears in my eyes. And it wasn't about, I want to be down there parting. I want to realize the bigger picture of my life. And Shan was a little part of that thread for me. And so they, with all the adversity out there, my plans have changed. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I think my Brazilian boyfriend and I actually broke up. But what a blessing. I think so. Um, oh I know. That's why I shouldn't have started with Obrigado, should I? But I know. It's been wonderful to be here as this chapter. Aww. Yeah. So I'm hugging you. <laughs> Thank you. All so, really, go ahead. You're in the business of cocktails. I mean, yeah. well, and shots. You could have it straight. But Stoli is, you know, obviously a brand that has been a part of the, the gay community for many, many years. The bar scene, that culture is shut down, locked down. 
so what does that mean for you and and your job and and what is the future hold that's a that's a great question and you know I, what i can tell you is i wish i wish i had all the answers um i one of the reasons why i've been with stoli for literally this week is my 10 year anniversary since i started wow. working yeah and i'm one of the longest serving representatives of the brand in the world and you know i often tell people when they ask me to come on a morning show or make a cocktail i'm like i'll come on and do a show but i'm not i'm not really a mixologist i just play one on tv for me stoli has been such an incredible vehicle for me to continue just my world broadway tour it basically it was about the time when i met mm. cruise ship when i i i made a wish and it was i want to I've loved being a ballroom dancer. I've loved everything I've done. But those were survival careers for me because as a kid who graduated 3rd in his class, I was told I was too gay also by a guidance counselor, by a college admissions person to follow the career paths I wanted. Doctor, lawyer, politician. So I did what any way two kid does. He gets a musical theater degree and then <laughs> career path in hospitality. That's exactly why I ended up with this job because I became successful enough in both. So fast forward to where we are now. this kid with a musical theater degree who has no right making a cocktail necessarily I'm not the best bartender but I've learned to take this opportunity to support my community and learn so much about this world now that said where are we right now you know honestly my number one concern and one of the reasons why I want to stick around is our gay bars and clubs and businesses are so important for so many reasons one of the mantras that i live my life by within stoli and stoli believes in is that our gay bars are the original community centers and safe spaces and we must continue to support and celebrate the individuals who lived their lives in the legacy of stonewall and years before and that includes the incredible creativity that our community has had to adapt improve drag queens you know there's a whole lot of humor there but there's a lot of tragedy in our community that we've learned to stand up and entertain and that has led us to become the most philanthropic sector of community and culture today giving back through the pandemic of the aids the aids pandemic itself which was far worse so within the industry you know if you look at the economics just mathematically my my sector has been devastated we all have we're all impacted if you just look at where my budget comes from to do events sponsorships my cash flow has 100% been gone not even a sliver for a while because my role is 100% funded so my company has had to restructure we've seen cuts next week there's another wave of restructuring i think i'm still going to be here but i'm going to be the biggest cheerleader within my company and for nightlife that we must safely and responsibly maintain our live events while using the incredible um accelerated learning of technology that's happened the last you know since march yeah. you can still buy stoli when you're at the liquor store or the supermarket okay so he arrived with This is a custom numbered Harvey Milk bottle. Oh. And he sent me six a case of these that I'd like to donate to Harvey Milk Diversity Breakfast to auction off. Oh, that's This is the very okay. end of the run. And then the next one they're coming out with here is a Stonewall bottle. I don't know how well you oh, can see it. I love that. Actually done by a lesbian artist too. good amazing but so what are some of the ideas for how we can have a gay bar experience and an event experience is there one thing kind of like in the pipeline that you want to make sure you get to participate in or help make happen patrick yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, one thing that's quite obvious is when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, um, you know, I just finished the second live event of the seventh annual Stoli Key West Cocktail Classic, which is now the world's largest LGBT bartender competition. Again, you know, it's it's as much uh, a touring Broadway production with open numbers and videos. And, and this was so cool because I get to hire my dancer friends and drag queen friends. Shan has even come and she helped kick off her event in Chicago at Sidetrack years ago. It was so great mm -hmm. to have her. And, you know, Shan and I were talking yesterday about how we get out of this safely. And I was reminiscing that, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I was actually f having an internal battle with someone who was trying to convince me I needed to change protocol to pack more people into one of my events. And I was quite saying no actually we've gotten to this oversaturation mentality you know supersize it just push people in through the door and i don't know if it's my age but I, I, but you guys you're all classy people i'm sure you'd agree like it's never as fun to be shoulder to shoulder with people you need to be even in a especially in a bar setting if you can bring more of a proscenium Organ more organized and chaos to an event, it's a better event. Yeah. And so I've already been having these battles with people like, no, I don't want any more than 200 people because I want everyone to have sight lines. I want everyone to be able to get to the bar. And when I, on the mic, have to say, listen, you drunks in the back, keep it down, you know, that I don't have to do that more than once or twice. Right. So coming out of this, I think we can make the world a better place by having more protocol so that we're not automatically just trying to pack everything. Maybe we have to pay a little more at the door. Yeah. But there's there there's going to be a way we bring it back and that's my goal good i'll go <clears throat> mix me a drink i'll show up right now <laughs> yes cheers <laughs> and by the way if you do need to get a bottle of stoli you can go to www.minibardelivery.com and i actually have a promo code for real i was trying to make it a shankar or something but oh <laughs> For now, it's just Stoli 2020, and literally, you get $10 off a bottle, which is, like, huge. M-I-N-I-B-A-R-D-E-L-I-V-E-R-Y.com, minibardelivery.com, 10 bucks off on a bottle of Stoli. That's I'm going to write that Thank down. You. I am, I too. know. I'm just put it in your phone. Just put you it in. Patrick, are there any of the special bottles available there, or is it uh, just the plain bottles? Mm -hmm. So there are not. So the bottles that Shan showed you were both limited edition. The Harvey Milk, we only had 50,000 numbered. Um, Spirit of Stonal was only 25,000, and literally they're almost gone. But you may be able to get one of those bottles at, there's one other URL I can give you, which is Reserve Bar, R-E-S-E-R. -E B-A-R, and we do have, I believe, the Spirit of Stonewall bottles available okay. there. Okay. Stonewall was such a special. Stonewall was such a special event. I'd love to get one of those. And Shan, you are going. We're going to find a way to take the Harvey Milk bottles and make some money for the Harvey Milk Diversity Breakfast Fund. Right. I think we need to have an auction of some kind. And because that event got canceled this year, we have to find other ways to fund the Safe Schools program next yeah, we year. Yeah, So. Patrick, thank you for that donation. Um, that'll be great. We'll find ways to uh, to make sure that those bottles yes. go to uh, good use for charity purposes. And could you be a little more gay? <laughs> I know. If you can't be more gay, we're going to have to get you out. I know. I'll work on that the next half decade. Okay. I'm telling you, there's an inch of glitter at the bottom of my pool right now. He's plenty gay. <laughs> You'll never forget my visit, will you? No, I won't. Nor will my pool filter. Oh, dear. Well, I love you, honey. I'm glad you came. Thank you so much for joining us on Island Gay Palm Springs. And uh, I'll see you in the other room later. Bye. Bye, Patrick.
I was worried. I don't know if I was ready for any getting out or having someone in my house. I just, there has been nobody inside my house for 10 weeks. And I just, I, I honestly was fully anxious the whole day he was coming. And in fact, he had planned a party in Brazil and all six people had been tested and tested and tested in the week before they all flew. So they knew they could all be in a house. And it doesn't matter. I was still kind of panicked with his little glitter ass coming down here to be inside my house. And more than anything, honestly, the few times I have seen somebody, I'm kind of done with them in 15 minutes. Like my tolerance for human interaction has pulled back a little bit. So like two days, I was like, I may just hide in my bedroom the whole time. I honestly didn't know. And then honestly, we went out to dinner, which again, I really just, we decided in the car, if we get there and it isn't, and either of us has a panic or anything. And we were actually meeting two people that you know very well, and they got there before us. And there was not a soul. There's like a hundred seats on the patio at eight, four, nine. But my two friends got there a few minutes early and just broke out in a panic sweat and said, we love you. And we're sorry, but we're just not ready to sit there. And so we sat in the whole hour. We had dinner at eight, four, nine, which was spectacular. By the way, we were alone on the whole patio the whole time. And uh, you know, my, Pulse went down, my heart rate, and I started to calm down. And might have been the second cocktail. I don't know. <laughs> that night when we were leaving 849, every it was like almost 10 o'clock. Everything on the whole street was closed. It's still creepy driving down Palm Canyon. I mean, I have to pull out my camera every time because I can't believe I'm driving down it by myself. But we did drive past El Patron. And there were people inside and out bustling and the one light on the whole street. And I was both pissed off that they were in there bustling and a little bit jealous of that energy, that camaraderie that, as it turns out, I can reactivate it. I I wasn't sure I had access back to it, but I'm not ready for that. It's taken so, you know, we have stopped our lives. We've all been as socially distant and responsible as we can be not for our own selves, but for everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, to even think about what the transition will be. Yeah, it is. So I I hope we get back there soon, but yeah, it's just in, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's tough. I love knowing that you guys are out there being careful. I, I need you. So yeah, we're not an anomaly. I, I think sometimes you you um, you see all the people gathering and all the fun and the parties, and you're like, are are we the crazy ones? Are we being way too cautious and way too you know have 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 we become the you no know, no we haven't. I mean, no. I, I, I look for safety reasons for not only ourselves but for others. Um, yeah, and it's you know I I think California did it mostly right. Certainly now unemployment is up over 40 million across the country. So this is just a huge toll. And we all understand that it's a huge toll, both personally, professionally, globally, it's a toll. But um, I'd rather be safe now and not have second and third waves. Yeah. Um, and, and, and extend the, con- the lockdown a little The concern bit. is, will that stop a second or a third wave? I just don't right. know. Right. What, Jimmy? None of us know. None of no. us know. 
because, you know, we are in a safer place than we were. We know that, you yeah. know, even if, even with people not doing it, <clears throat> masks, oh. we know more about this disease. We're in a much better place than we were when the shutdown orders came down in mid-March. The only yeah. question, and I, no one knows the answer to this. No one knows the answer to this. Dr. Fauci has admitted he doesn't know the answer to this. Is this yeah. all going to be enough? We don't know. <laughs> I think it's important you mentioned uh, uh, Larry Kramer. Yeah, Larry Kramer. A kiss back to Larry Kramer. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Kramer, of course, the creator of uh, Gay Men's Health Crisis, uh, founder, uh, founding member of ACT UP, uh, writer of The Normal Heart, and what a bulldog. Yeah. He, you know, he was the thorn in Anthony Fauci's side uh, back in the days of the AIDS crisis when things, you know, when we weren't getting heard. And they were like, it was like his nemesis. And Fauci and he became friends and, and a mutual res respect was uh, sort of engendered after uh, all of his, you know, he was like the he he wasn't the fly in the ointment. He was like the poke in the eye. Oh yes, yeah. And and, and he passed away and, at the age of eighty four. And do you think that maybe because we went through the AIDS crisis that that maybe that has a uh, an effect on our perspective on all of this and how we're reacting and the caution that we're seeing now ourselves? There's no doubt. Yeah. Dan Savage was asked by Bill Maher a couple of weeks ago. Bill yeah. compared the, the two pandemics, uh, you know, HIV and, and uh, COVID. And Dan Savage said, you know, when I was, you know, a 20 something, I wasn't necessarily being the most responsible person. I was, you know, having unprotected sex. I was living at home with my mom. But the difference is I wasn't going to give it to her. Right. Yeah. I mean, That's one of the best nutshells I've heard of that, too, right? He was right on target, yeah. I think. Well, I have been proud to be a Californian. Me I've too. been proud of our politicians for the most part. I've been proud of our community's ability to just accept the fact that everyone has a mask now. I mean, not that they're all wearing it, but the fact that magically the entire world found masks. I have a hook by my front door with seven masks on it, you know, and right. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I should confess, I meant to just try and wrap it up. Oh, good. I love those. I have my, uh, oh, wow. my mask with the beefcake fireman and the beefcake uh, cowboy. They have. Oh, I love those. From David Garcia. And he's using the money. He's selling these on Etsy and he's using the money that he raises to uh, buy more materials to actually make gowns and PPE for um, uh, healthcare providers and first yeah. responders. I just bought two more. I, I'm, I have an Ursula the Sea Witch, oh. Little Mermaid on one side, and then there's another one that has Cruella de Vil. Nice. So I want to say I was bad yesterday. I, I broke the rules. I, my car is broken, and I took a friend's car to run to the 99-cent store at 8 a.m. in the morning. And I have a stack of masks and disinfectant in my car, but there was nothing in her car. And all I needed was a God dang pack of birthday candles. And so I ran to the front door and I said, do you sell masks in here? I forgot mine. Is there something I can get to come in? And the guy at the front said, 
you don't need a mask in here anymore. And I said, well, I want a mask in there. Is there something? And he goes, well, you don't need one. It's up to you. And I said, I'm coming in and I'm finding something in your crap ass store where I can make a mask out of it. So I walked in and right away I found this plastic um, fan. And so I wrapped the little crazy fan around my face. And as I was, I was like a little concubine, a little, a large, not Asian concubine with my little pink Hello Kitty mask. And I'm walking through the store and I see coming at me a grocery cart with 10,000 packs of Velveeta cheese and 10,000 loaves of bread and 10,000 slices of turkey and bologna. And it was Galaxy. Galaxy. He, and, and so I'm talking to him like this and he's laughing his head off and he's saying he will probably never be able to eat a sandwich again after making a hundred a day for months and months now. Yeah. But as we were talking, the manager of the grocery store came up and said, ma'am, you can't be in here without a mask. And I said, well, well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, what's, and we, and I, I, and the front desk guy said, and she's like, well, he was wrong. Here's a mask, but don't come back again unless you have one. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Gisha. I will oh say that, that, that I wasn't liking the part about the story that when the person said they weren't required because they are in the city of They Florida. are. And in well, I said it three times. City, I, so that makes me feel better. That makes me feel yeah, better me that too. they were on top of it. And that they called you out, Shan. I yeah. know. <laughs> I was like, put my tail between my legs and... Hello Kitty, my wife, she gave me a little mask, but yeah, I, I was bad. I forgot a mask last week when I did a pickup and I actually took an old t-shirt that I had ready for donation yeah. um, and, and I put the whole shirt over my face and walked in and kept the, the shirt over my face while I paid for my, my dinner. It's, we're getting retrained. I know, I, I mean, know. even with the full intent to be a total Catholic school good girl, I still broke the rules yesterday. So. We know that you're doing your best. Yeah. I'm proud of our state. I'm proud of our county. I'm proud of our city. I'm proud of our community. And it makes it easy to love Gay Palm Springs. Oh, thank you, Shan. Yeah. And I think that's a wrap for this week. A reminder that the new GayDesertGuide.com launching today, which is Thursday, May the 28th. You'll see our newsletter with a little different logo and a little different look today. So read that. Be sure and subscribe to our newsletter, as well as that of Jimmy Bogle at the Coachella Valley Independent at cvindependent.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and any other social media network, including Grinder and Scruff. And, uh, and what? what else can we uh, tell everybody? We'll see you next week on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Grinder and Scruff? Really? <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.